last week we're really sorry we fucked up big um yeah we were in the middle of things in terms of technology yeah Um, gotta update some accounts it was like a whole spiel thing so we're figuring this out on our own so i mean uh there's a bit of learning curve yep um but i think we got it down now Welcome back to the Ramble with Josh and Steph. <laughs> Today, yes. what are we going to talk about, Josh? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're talking about a camping trip <gasps> we went on um, this weekend. That I survived, which is amazing, to put it simply. It's just actually amazing. I think I came out of it with four mosquito bites, no black fly, horse fly, or deer fly bites. Ha <laughs> ha you yes i got eaten alive but that's okay um you guys also didn't spray yourself with a shit ton of deep woods 30 percent deep bug spray like i did <laughs> but you have like a phobia of bugs yes i do not deal with bugs this is why i do not camp so we went also up lack well. of toilets <laughs> yeah this campsite didn't have um any plumbing is the polite yeah. way to put it? <laughs> I was actually on the phone with my mother today telling her about the camping trip, and she's like, unless it has the word hotel next to it, <laughs> not about it. <laughs> I can't see your mom going camping. No, she does not do outdoors Outdoors with lack of plumbing. She can do a cottage. That's about as close to the outdoors as she'll get. <laughs> so we went to a campsite that Matt found. Shout out to Matt. And... It was on Lake <laughs> what? Opiongo. Opiongo. Apparently that's how it's pronounced. Matt did say that and then you started saying Opinago. Then the old tube oh. of the U said that uh How do you say it again? <laughs> I honestly can't remember. In my mind it is Opinago. Opiongo. No. It's hard E. Opiongo. Opiongo. I thought it was like maybe Opengo, <laughs> but no, Sounds Opiongo, like guys, Opiongo, access point number 11 Yes. on Lake Opiongo. That's where we took our water taxi from and back to. Most of the access points for camping outside um, general family camping, which is where you camp beside other people in like a common area. Um is through access points and Algonquin has several access points. Yep. I think they have 147 access points. Lord have mercy. Um, most of the camping that you're doing out there is you're doing portaging or it's canoe camping. Yeah. Um, because we weren't doing canoeing or anything on this trip, we had to take a boat taxi. Yeah. Pro tip, um, find out if you need to book ahead for the water taxi because Matt was not told when he called. When we got there, they asked if we had made a reservation and we hadn't, so we had to go off what the schedules were for the two companies and one wasn't able to get us out for three more hours. Yeah, so the other company, um, what it does is they do tow-outs not just for people but for your canoes as well. Um, So they'll tow you out to the first site and with that, everything should be able to get wet because when you go canoe camping, everything should be in dry bags. Exactly. Um, So it's not a big deal, but because we weren't doing that, it made sense for us not to use them. Yeah. So we took the 
wooden boat company. I don't even know what the company was, but that was the one. And it cost us $100 each way divided by four people. But just keep that in mind. Whereas the other company, which you can go into the main building and rent um, their $80 each way. um, That's because that's part of um, Algonquin Outfitters, which... Mm -hmm. Um, they have several locations throughout Algonquin, and basically they can supply you with anything from sleeping bags to tents to canoes to water taxis. Yep. Um, it's a giant The merchandise will cost more, though. It, it is a place where if, God forbid, something happens and you need a new tent or you need a sleeping bag or you need anything last minute, it's going to be there, but you are going to be paying a higher price for it. But it is a nice convenience that they actually do have it there as opposed to being stranded in the middle of nowhere with uh, without something important. And if you've never been camping before, they offer all of those things for rent. Definitely check them out. They have a link on the um, Algonquin website. What else? So we got out there <laughs> and we were yep. fine. And we were fine pretty much. Great, great site. <laughs> it was. It was a wonderful site. It actually wasn't the original site we were aiming for, but yeah. Matt asked yeah. our water taxi driver about that site, and apparently those fill up. There's three of them, and they fill up super quick. So we were looking around um, at other sites that were actually pretty close, and we found this one that got really good light and had good wind for the bugs. We had a nice little beach that you can't really put like a towel on too much, but you can like drop your stuff on a small little patch of dry sand and then you just walk in. Um, and that's where we did like a lot of our swimming. The <laughs> water is really warm, uh, surprisingly. Yes. I thought it was going to be a lot colder. Yeah. Um, but I was happy with that. <laughs> and it was nice. I mean, the bugs went away during the day. They weren't that crazy at night. Um, you keep a fire going. I mean, it was what I liked about it is it's uh way more um. You're in way more solitude than if you were to just go to like a common campsite like uh at the the two lakes campsite which is um on the way up um they have like a big like food area and like a little store and whatever and then you literally it's like a ten minute walk from where you're camping. And there's um, there's a lake and stuff, but you have to share it with a bunch of people. And your campsite is literally butting up against someone else. So if they're full, it's it's a very different experience. Um, it's better for like families and stuff, I find, um, because you don't have to haul all your shit and your kids <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> into the middle of the fucking forest. Um, yeah, we had to go up a little bit of a slope to get our stuff up there. So that was. Like you, I wouldn't want little kids doing exactly. that. Exactly yeah. that. So yeah, it's good for adults <laughs> that um, are strong enough to carry your duffel bags and your dry bags yeah. and your chairs, <laughs> collapsible chairs, because we like to be bougie like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been camping before, and this is probably a very different experience that I've usually had. I've done like the family campsites um, with larger groups as like an in-between stop of like uh, canoe portage trips, which um, I'm more used to. But this is a style of camping where it's like a lot of time because we're not going anywhere at the campsite. So you have a lot of camp time as I were to put it. So it was very relaxing. Oh yeah. We just hung out. Um, a lot of big meal cooking and um, uh you know, 
was uh, it was good. I thought it was a good way to break in you and Claire. Oh yeah. First experience. First ever experience of me being out in the wilderness <laughs> on my own. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Three people's and very low number. <laughs> um, but yeah, the lack of plumbing was really bugging me as well as the possibility of getting eaten alive by bugs. So I was quite hesitant to ever do this. But since we have a huge trip coming up for the month of August, which half of it is camping, I knew that I had to somewhat acclimate <laughs> yeah, and into the camping um, lifestyle. Would you do it again if you didn't have to? I would, yeah. Okay. It was beautiful. <coughs> That's kind of like, it was so serene and like I find nature gorgeous anyway. So just being there and not having to be rushed anywhere or even like have any responsibilities other than making sure the fire is still going that kind of made it for me. Yeah. Um, it really breaks down what you actually need. Yeah. I mean, I find myself more comfortable um, once everything's done, obviously. Yeah. Um, at camp than I do most of the time from day to day because usually day to day I'm thinking of all the things I have to do. And exactly. I'm Little side note. Um, one of the things we forgot was the radio to check if there's any reports for what was going on. Yeah. Um, which we, we missed a couple of things on this trip, but, but I mean, you know. it's, it's a learning experience. So it's okay. there's always stuff that you wish you brought and there's always stuff that you brought that you don't need. Yes. And, um, I think we were pretty good on the things that we brought. I don't think, I'd I think probably we like 95% of it was necessary and 5% was unnecessary. Really? For me, it was about, 80 or 70 really yeah i brought a lot of like things to do like mm. read and like because like i've never spent okay, that much I'll give time 10 percent <laughs> see because like i've never spent that much time in like one place while camping so usually for me it's like okay we get there on a boat unpack <laughs> a boat and then set up camp make dinner go to sleep because we're all dead tired because we've been like paddling all day in the sun and then wake up the next morning and clear up camp. So there isn't a lot of like downtime. Oh wow, no, that's not even fun. It really is. It's, it's really it's not. a different. It's like for me, it's like the difference between um, vacationing and traveling. Yes. So I don't vacation well because mm. if I sit on a beach for more than five minutes, I get antsy. But um, I do travel well. You did relax quite a bit on this trip, yeah. surprisingly. Like I will it's say okay. I have anywhere to go. <laughs> so like I could go anywhere. There was a moment where I really I took it in and I think I said it to the group, the three other people <laughs> that I keep thinking that I have to do something, but I don't have to do anything. I don't have to plan the day. I don't have to no. plan anything. I'm not expected to do anything other than make myself food if I'm hungry. And again, keep the fire going if it like yeah. that. That's literally it. Like I can go into the water whenever I want to. I can go lie down in the tent away from the bugs <laughs> and listen to my podcast or read, which I did not because anytime I went into the tent to listen to my podcast, I passed the fuck out. But <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> but there was like such a sense of relaxation and disconnect. It was very good being able to disconnect that way. Just like the utter disconnect, that's the only thing that I 
I truly can't ever really get in the city. Like, it takes a lot of self-control to be like, I'm not going to look on my phone. I'm not going to go on the schedule today. I'm just going to do what I want to do. So that would be the, like, number one thing that I would say I've taken away from from this trip is just, like, that moment of just, like, utter relaxation. That's That's kind of the number one also so, i'm pretty um, damn good at packing when you have to put everything you need for three days in a bag <laughs> that's only 60 liters you really find out what you need oh yeah and what you just like um and it's a good way to really separate yourself from materials i find um it's one of the big aspects i like about camping i also really l- like that it, we're only four hours away from toronto Algonquin is not in the middle of nowhere. It's really not that far. I wouldn't say Algonquin's underrated. I would say that Northern Ontario is very underrated. Oh yeah. Uh, because people think it's like, oh well, just like small town, whatever. But you can you can get out there. Like there's Tomogamy, there's Tobermory, there's like there's places where people can go to really um, see a different side of what Ontario has to offer besides city life. City life. If you were to go camping for your first time. Um, I would recommend buying a map <laughs> of the park, which yep. we didn't bring because nope. we're dumb. Um, <laughs> no, we forgot a few things. Um, obviously, it's just that's how it goes. But um, if you are looking to go camping in Algonquin for your first time, I recommend a site called um, actually not even a site. If you search Jeff's map, oh, on Google. Um, Jeff is a great guy. I don't know <laughs> who he is, but he made a map, a digital map, which you can download to your phone and you can access without internet and, um, a map that you can get on your browser or print off and it's a hundred percent free. I mean, you can go to the parks and buy them, but that's only if you're in Algonquin yeah. um, beforehand, if you want to plan a trip or find out a little bit more about the park, it's really extensive and it's pretty up to date. Um, and yeah, I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna go on a trip, that'd be the first place I would start. If you're not an avid camper or it is your first time and you don't know if you're ever gonna do this again, I wouldn't say invest <laughs> in everything if you can get it from friends and family. Um, luckily enough, I was able to share a tent with my boyfriend, so I didn't have to worry if this is something that I'm gonna make a habit and I'll do more than once a year, then yes, I'm going to invest in my own tent in case I want to go on a trip without him. Yeah. Um, or have a backup in case something gets yeah, torn. Good. <laughs> um, but other than that, like there are some things that I invested in because I know we have this big trip coming up. And one of those was the duffel bag, the 60 liter duffel bag that I got from Mech, um, a backpack that's actually vintage Mech. Um, I saw it. I really liked it. It is really nice. And they don't, I don't know. I got it off Depop actually. Okay. Um, they have a whole account. It's literally vintage Mech. Mech. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Of course it is. (laughs) It's based out of Vancouver. So you do have to pay shipping from Vancouver in Canada if like that's twenty dollars pretty much. Which How much was the whole thing? With um, shipping. With shipping it was sixty dollars. So bad. so very nice. They have jackets, they have fanny packs, they have um pullovers, backpacks, obviously. So I got my backpack from there. Also bought a medical kit that thankfully we did not have. Did you to buy use. a medical kit? I yes. never saw it. Yeah, it was in my duffel bag the entire time. How big time. was it? It's the five person one. Okay. Yeah, it's not the huge one because 
I don't think we should ever have to use the huge one. And it's also something that you can buy the supplies for again. So if you run out, you can just buy more supplies. So it's it's not just a one time use and you can never like reuse it again. It's a little like suitcase looking thing and it's great. Really good. Um, yeah. And then the dry bags were the next greatest purchase. Dry bags are so key. Oh, my God. They're the best thing in the world. Better than we thought they were because we stored all our food that didn't go in the coolers in those bags. And they're airtight, so you can't smell anything. So when you're storing it away from your campsite. Burrs. Burrs. You don't want the burrs. <laughs> and, uh, no burrs. You don't want no burrs. So they're honestly perfect. We obviously wrapped up our cooler in rope and yep. stored it far away from us. But the dry bags did help out with that. Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff you need for camping, you can, you probably already have. Yeah. Like um, the general rule for clothing is no cotton. You, have, you want polyester blend or you want wool um, or you want synthetic because they keep you warm whether you're wet or dry. Um, just in case your clothing doesn't get wet. You basically just need like layers. So your clothing is already set. If you have a rain jacket, then you're pretty much like halfway there. I mean, the main items are like tent, um, sleeping bag. And if you are like me and want a little cushion, um, you get like sleeping a pad. sleeping pad. Yeah. Yep. But like everything else is just a luxury, really. Um, uh, depending on how you're camping, if you are doing canoe camping, you need like waterproof bags. Um, and that becomes like a whole deal. But I mean, if it's your first time, you're not going to do that. No. You know, you're going to be going and you're just going to see if you like it. So it's going to be pretty like, you know, you don't really need that much. But no matter how many times you've been camping, you must, and I repeat, you must bring bug spray, bug lotion, bug anything that repels bugs. Because I'm telling you, (laughs) everyone... All three of them laughed at me because I bought a head mesh, mesh pants, and a jacket. We did laugh. I laughed quite a bit. And they laughed. And I looked ridiculous, but I also only got four mosquito bites in the entire trip where they had a minimum of 20. Yeah, but I don't... It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers me. Exactly. But other people have different reactions. I know Claire. Shout out to Claire. Is allergic. She itched the hell out of her bites, and yes. then she got bit really bad. Yes. You guys also got horsefly bites, at least one. You uh, didn't? I, I thought didn't. you did. No, I'm really oh, good I with. You were close. See, flies and me. We, we <laughs> have an understanding. <laughs> we have an understanding. I'm just also very patient. Like most people, freak out with flies, like especially like deer flies. They're quite large. They're huge. Um, deer, and people like deer god. They're huge. <laughs> <laughs> and people like freak out because they're like you know they're used to seeing like a little house fly. I'm, like, I'm oh. even annoyed by those. <laughs> and deer flies fucking suck. I got bitten one time, um, <laughs> but I just wait, and then when they land. I smack the shit out of them. Yep. <laughs> Most people try and swat at them in the air and it never works and they just get more irritated and it just becomes like a whole thing. Um, I don't mind. You might you know, not, like but I do yeah. so much. So, so much. So and I, I mean will recommend Off's Deep Woods 30% DEET spray yes. because it saved my ass, but also wearing sweatpants and yes. a sweatshirt over everything because it was quite windy so it wasn't like I was burning up so I wore those anytime that I wasn't out in my bathing suit in the water so that kept me pretty 
closed off as well, but yeah. sprayed my feet, sprayed my face, sprayed my hands. Oh, I would definitely recommend thick socks. That's yes. the only part of my body that really bothers me if I get bites on uh, my ankles. Um, so I always wear thick socks. Um, but besides that, I mean, if you don't really have a phobia of bugs or you're pretty okay with it, even Steph, she she hates bugs and she enjoyed herself. I so know. Um, Surprising. You know what I mean? Like it's like the yes, you are not in an air conditioned room in your house, but is it worth it? I definitely think so. Um, anything else I would really add is Algonquin. Algonquin. <laughs> Algonquin is a massive. Algonquin. <laughs> Sorry, that was so much fun. Algonquin. How did I say? Algonquin. Algonquin. Algonquin is a massive park. Um, and there's so many areas to explore. Um, I won't even begin to list them off because. I mean, you can do your research and find out what part you want to go to. Obviously, for Toronto, the most accessible is the uh, Middle West part because uh, it's the closest to the city, and that's where most people end up. Um, but the further in you go, the more you get away from everybody and the more uh, disconnected you feel, which is what Steph said was the best part. So, okay. I mean... First time we're saying that. So, I mean, um, it's up to you. Uh, highly recommend um also i know this is gonna be really random but bring condiments not condoms condiments (laughs) maybe bring the condoms too i don't know what you're into but condiments like ketchup mustard relish whatever the heck you like putting on your sandwiches your burgers your hot dogs trust me when i say this we did not bring enough (laughs) enough and by enough i mean we had one small little packet that lasted us maybe a minute trust me with the food that you're probably going to be eating while you're camping which is very basic but probably very meat oriented you're probably going to want something to put on it so always double check that someone's on the condiment yeah nice condiment scene condiment condiment game there we go there we go Condiment game so that's my final note on, on camping. Um, Bring your condiments. Oh, shit. I almost oh. forgot. Oh. My favorite thing, which I generally forget to speak about, but it is definitely my favorite part of camping, is the stars. Oh, yes. Ten All right. Never mind my <laughs> final point. God damn. No, the stars. Oh, beautiful. I swear I saw the North Star, guys. I swear to God it, it was, was the North Star, but it it was disappeared <laughs> it was east and it kept disappearing <laughs> as we rotated in the sky so like i don't know what it was but it was so bright and it was so close and it looked like something you could follow <laughs> until it disappeared maybe you just need to keep walking towards it i don't know but eventually it becomes north eventually it becomes north <laughs> but it was so beautiful so bright never mind like the constellations that we saw in the sky like yeah. seeing the big dipper or the the ladle the ladle. The ladle. Or I didn't find the three sisters. I don't know that much about astrology, but I just appreciate, you know, when you live in a city, you feel very um, head down. Yeah. Like focused on yourself and uh, what's going on around you and those sorts of things. But when you see, for me, whenever I see the stars in like that capacity, I'm always reminded that we're just, we really don't have that much purpose. We give ourselves a lot of issues we don't really need. And, um, nothing is really as significant as it needs to be so you can just let go of a lot more yeah it's It's very much a reminder of like i don't want to say how insignificant we are but because i feel like people take that in the wrong way but compared to the like 
everything compared to everything in the universe were not very significant. Yeah, your but problems that star don't matter, is not basically. very yeah. significant to us. Like in the grand scheme of things, we're not very significant. So the amount of stress that we put ourselves under and like that others put us under is completely random. Yeah. There's no real And bearing. it's unnecessary. Yeah. So it's a nice reminder to just breathe and I need that a lot, so it was very nice to experience right. that, even if it was for just a couple of nights. I mean, if I were, if it wasn't so buggy, <laughs> buggy. I, w- I would have slept outside. Oh, yeah. Which oh I've done yeah. before, and I Except highly recommend. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. I don't want to freak anyone out, but I'm going to talk about it. Oh. I swear on my life, it must have been a raccoon. It wasn't a bear. It wasn't a wolf. Must have been a raccoon because they possum. literally, or a possum. Let's or a beaver. Maybe a beaver. I'd sleep next to Something a beaver. Something that size. I was in the tent with Matt. We were asleep. Everything was dandy. I fell asleep pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> close to eleven o'clock. I wake up in like a friggin' weird panic at two in the morning, and like I hear something breathing outside, and my boyfriend's asleep, and I just go Matt. He's like, what? He's also like a foot above me because our tent was on a slant, so <laughs> it's, it's closer to the bottom. Mistake. So <laughs> <laughs> you took the flattest part, Josh. I know, because everyone's like, "Where do you want to put your tent?" So I'm like, "Right there, right there. I'm putting my tent right there. It's like the only flat area on the whole campsite." Friggin' teeth the flat land. <laughs> um, so I'm like poking up at my boyfriend. I'm like, Matt, Matt something sleeping beside me it's like it's like coming out of his slumber being like what what are you talking about it's like Shh, don't talk There's something <laughs> shut up i just woke you up you don't get to say that like there's something and i'm talking through my teeth there's something sleeping. <laughs> i'm just picturing this conversation and it's so good now just to That's give you guys a visual what our tent looks like we had this cover over it so it came out in these two like triangular peaks near the floor called canopies yes canopies kind of weird but yes canopies so you could store your bags underneath it so he had his bag on one end and i had my bag on the other on his side where he was sleeping so i couldn't see my bag but i could see his so when i woke up in that panic i like immediately looked through the mesh into that but it was so dark and I'd literally just, just woken up, up yeah. that I couldn't see anything. And so like I got back down and <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like poking him and he's like trying to talk and I'm like, Shh, you're not supposed to talk. Um, there's something <laughs> sleeping next to me. He's like, Okay, I can't hear anything. And I'm like, No, I'm telling you, there's something breathing really really heavy next to me he's like no no no. it's just josh snoring <laughs> i snore really well, but like it was not josh <laughs> josh was 20 feet away claire was like another 10 feet away i'm like nope there is something right again through my teeth no there's mm. something right next to me sleeping <laughs> and i'm like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't. He has the knife. I don't know where the knife is. What but was it's also your game plan if you did have? I had no idea. I will kill this <laughs> random animal. Yes. For no reason. He's like <laughs> through the mesh. I had no weapons. I had nothing. 
<laughs> I had zero. My boyfriend's not believing me that there's something. And I was too scared to get up to look through the mesh again to even see if it was next, like on top of his bag or next to his bag. But it must have been on the other side. I know everyone thinks I'm crazy. I from don't this think camp. you're crazy. Well, the two other people on this trip totally think that I'm imagining things. But I'm telling you, there it must have been a raccoon or something, but there was something out there. And being my first time sleeping in the outdoors, that yeah. was the creepiest thing ever. So <laughs> I'm looking at him and he's like half asleep. <laughs> he stayed up with me for like an hour and a half until we both passed out because I could not fall asleep. So he's like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. If we get attacked I'm again. Surprised I'm surprised he didn't go out and check just so he, he could wanted to. Sleep. He yeah. wanted to, but I was like, no. Really? <laughs> he's like, you don't want me to shoo away the raccoon? That would have been my first response. Like, get up, go see what it is, and then come because back to bed I so I can go back to sleep. But I also <laughs> didn't want anything to happen because I didn't fully believe that it was a raccoon. When this all was happening that night, I was like, oh, my God. I can't ask him because if he says yes, then I'm going to freak out even more. So I'm just going to live in fear in that moment that this could possibly be a wolf. But I don't want to clarify, shot, <laughs> that this is a wolf. Oh, God. He's so mad. Like, he has the only knife. I don't know even where he had it at that point. But I'm telling him not to go out. And he's not going out. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. He's like. Here, have this flashlight. Just hold the flashlight. You'll feel better. Just You'll take feel the better. flashlight. And I held that <laughs> flashlight till in the morning after I passed out. <laughs> don't know what that would have done with anything that I... I don't think that would have scared it off. I was it too scared to put the light on because I thought it would attract it like a no. moth to a flame. It's not, oh, my God. <laughs> so, um... I was very unprepared for this moment. <laughs> if you are nervous like Steph... Um, there hasn't been a bear attack that has been fatal in Algonquin since 1991. So you're good. Um, yeah, generally you're okay. Uh, there's also only black bear in Algonquin, which is the most timid type of bear. Fuck. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> most timid type of beer you'll ever drink. No, most timid type of bear there is. Um, After this so raccoon possum... Yeah. Dear experience, who but knows you're, what? You're definitely not going to be holding the bear spray. No. <laughs> no. Nope, because I'll spray it. <laughs> in the <laughs> tent, and <laughs> Matt and you will be blind. <laughs> um, it's very true. <laughs> I yeah. laugh, but it's true. Uh, also, bear safety when camping, obviously, is a must. Yeah, I mean, besides that, there are bear-proof bags to put everything in so that there's no smell. Make sure all your clothes and cutlery and stuff is washed every night, and you're not leaving nice smelly things for people to, or animals to come and check out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it is the wild. So, I mean, be precautious and do the best you can. And, um, you know, I mean, fucking chances. I know. I know. Like, I'm just crazy. I just want to put that <laughs> PSA so out there. It's I am crazy, but, I mean, I will overreact to these things. It also was my first time, but... Also you should be precautious. Yeah. If it's just one or two people, more precaution is required. But if you go in groups of four or more, you can generally assume your safety in numbers is... So, yeah. I guess our final note is be safe, guys. And have fun. Yeah. Well, on that <laughs> note... <laughs> uh, we're going to get into some other things. So, um, album of the week. Album, album. <laughs> <laughs> Steph has an album this week. I do. Um, I do not for the first time. Oh, my God. There is not a book nook. 
There is not. And I'm sorry, guys. It's getting it's takes a lot of time to read things. <laughs> I get you. I get you. But there will be one coming. There will. Okay. I promise you that. Album of the week. So this week is the EP is what I reviewed, and it's by the singer's stage name, which is Ralph. So it's I love the that. same. I know, which is cute. Um, so the EP is the same name. Her name's actually Rafa Wayman. I, I think her full name's actually Rafaela or something like that, but she goes by Rafa, and her stage name is Ralph. Um, when you say Ralph, I think of Spy Kids. Where I do not. I think of Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> no, no, not Wreck-It. Spy Kids, where, the, where Jonah has like mm-hmm. that little bug. I can't believe you remember the kid's name. I just remember the, the redhead. <laughs> The redhead boy. Yes, <laughs> he had the little bug because I want. That yes. was the only thing that I wanted. That was the cool thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I was like, his oh my name God. was Ralph. His name was Ralph. Like I don't know that much detail. Spy Kids, man, that was Spy my childhood. Kids. That was my childhood. Oh my God. Anywho, um, <laughs> um, so yeah, this artist is from Toronto. She actually grew up in the Annex area, which is like an area that I grew up in my childhood downtown. Her style of music it has been described by as like. Disco, pop, synth, and smooth soul. There's been comparisons to like a mixture of Sade and other artists and that sort of thing. She's not like Sade um, or any of the other individual artists. Um, she does ha- have her own unique sound, but she does remind me of the singer Shura. Um, but her music is very like synth pop 80s influence. And I get that a lot by Ralph. Um, not by Ralph. I get that a lot in Ralph. Um, From Ralph? I get that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's also like almost midnight. So, I mean. (laughs) Oh, Ralph. Can't do it. No. I get that a lot in Ralph's music. So I get very much the 80s influence, uh, which is one of the reasons why I like the music so much. Um, Where even more than the melody, I love when lyrics can resonate with someone. So that's like one of, like a key point in anything that I analyze in the music world is how much the lyrics are going to resonate within me. And I love how she mixes her melodies with her lyrics and she does a very good job of it. So I really like it. My favorite song off the EP is called Crocodile Tears. It's called Crocodile Tears. (laughs) And um, take a listen and see what you think of it. I really like it. My favorite song off the EP is called Crocodile Tears. It's called Crocodile Tears. (laughs) And... um, Take a listen and see what you think of it. Came into my bed, put your head down next to me. Told me your fears, gave me tears. You're a sensitive secret.
I like it. I think it sounds poppy. Is it too poppy for you? No, because I was about to say it sounds like Lord's new album, newest album with a bit more mm. happiness. Okay, yeah, that that is true. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like I, but I like that. So yeah, I'm okay. sure I would listen to this. Plus, she's a Toronto artist, so it's nice when I actually find that kind of right. music that I like within this city. How'd you hear about her? Um, Instagram, actually. Boom. I know, right? I've been very conscious about the accounts that I follow um, for the last about year or so. Okay. In terms of where the people in those accounts, if their personal accounts are from, and what brands I'm following. So I actually follow a lot of Toronto residences and companies or Canadian residences, residents and companies. So I've found a lot of other... um, I guess music and brands and people just by networking through that and just seeing who other people follow, um, what companies they like to buy from and who they're friends with. Can I just say one thing about Instagram real quick? Things that jostle Josh. Why Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> I hate how some people follow you for like five seconds just oh, to see if yeah. you follow them back. That just bugs the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Or the opposite. They, like, know you, like, in real life, and then they won't talk to you. But through Instagram, they like, all of your shit, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Anyway, sorry, that was just my little moment, but go on. No, it's true. It's weird when you have, like, people who do follow you, and yet they, they won't ever comment on or anything. No. Or I get the people who watch my stories but won't like any of yes, my photos. Yes, that's fucking creepy. That's really creepy. Um, I think that's more of like a just nosiness. I think that's the thing is like people just want to see how other people are living their lives, especially when they know you personally. And it's not just like this like random person that I followed once and like, oh, they have an interesting life. It's like, oh, no, I know this person. I want to see what they're like five years later, what they've been doing with themselves. Anyway, so that's Instagram for me. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's how I find people. (laughs) I just creep them all. (laughs) No, but uh, (laughs) I'm that person. (laughs) I'm that person. And that's how I found out about Ralph and the ideal for you. Yeah, I don't like people. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I don't like talking to people. I'm very introverted. So this is the most talking to people I do because they don't. Talk back. back. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's my album of the week is some synth pop 80s vibes. Very cool. I'm into it. All right. So, what's next? (laughs) That's the worst segue ever. Pickle time. Pickle time. Pickle time. Pickle time. Okay. so So, we were eating pizza before this slash during this because there's still pizza waiting for me. Um, and Josh came up with the pickle time question that everyone has probably had once in their life. Okay. And that is. Why? Why? Does pizza. Does pizza. Come. Come. In. In. A box. A box. (laughs) (laughs) That is square, but the pizza's round. That is square, but the pizza's round. (laughs) And things are in triangles. (laughs) And the things are in triangles. Why is there so many shapes? <laughs> and it's it like the worst use of space ever. For this I, I is that we are just lazy. Yes. Um, it's simpler. Is that really cheaper what you like that? and easier to make a square box than a round one? Yes. A square can be formed from a single sheet of cardboard. I agree. 
and is also easier to store, transport, and pack square boxes. Boxes. Boxes that will remain in a flat state until needed and are quickly assembled at point of use. Thank you. That was like a very that was Google. Yeah. The Google machine. And um, I and think pizza true. makes sense as a circle because they throw it. It's hard to roll out dough to a square. It's annoying. Yeah. And it's more even if it's a Do circle. Party pizza. Party pizza. Yeah, I never understood that. Don't ask me that. That's that's just because people don't want to eat very thin then triangles. Then why is it cut into squares? Triangles. I think also because of laziness. That would be my opinion. And it's the most. It even is not way. a triangle. It is a circular sector. Oh my fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mind has just been blown. It is cut into this shape for several reasons. According to the Google <laughs> machine, because the crust tends to be the driest and coolest part of the pizza, it is typically the part that people hold on to <laughs> when eating the slice. It ensures that every part of the pizza is evenly distributed to everyone. Interesting. It's true because if you cut it yeah, into yeah, yeah, yeah. other shapes, one person it's just like gets all pizza. crust. <laughs> That's it. Like two corners of the uh, crust. The corners are the worst. See, it depends on how much pizza you've had. Because I remember when I used to eat a shit ton of those, like in the middle square yeah. slices, and then you get to like no, where you, you still want to eat you get the, the edge. No, I'm not. I don't even want the crust. Who wants yeah. the crust? If it's I got like a good crust. amount of cheese, I don't need the crust. <laughs> I just want all center. But then if you eat all <laughs> center and you get to like the end, and you're like, I still want to eat pizza, but I can't eat that much cheese. Then you go for the corner because then you only have to eat like half the (laughs) slice because half the slice is crust and you just pawn it off on your friend who likes to eat the crust. (laughs) So that's that's my logic there. (laughs) Oh, my God. You at birthday parties in grade seven (laughs) must have been been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I figured it out, guys. But uh, we have figured it out. It is circular sector. Circular sector. Circular sector. Next time your next time your friend says that stupid line with the square box circular pizza and just say you're all wrong say it's a circular sector yes. and then they'll look it up and they'll be like fuck you're a genius and you'll be like i know i know <laughs> so we just made you look like a genius guys you're welcome so you're welcome you should definitely follow us on facebook for that or yeah well we don't have facebook we don't have facebook so you should follow us on something <laughs> else <laughs> um honestly the best way is to just go to our website because that has literally all the links to everything. It even has our episodes, so you don't even have to go on iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify. You just need to go on the RamblePodcast.com. Um, yeah, yeah, so thanks for listening. Next week, we are going to be talking about something different. And as, I, as per usual. And I don't <laughs> know what it is, but... Um, <laughs> What else is new? What else? <laughs> uh, Steph um, did mention that we are going on a trip in a couple weeks. Uh, we'll probably end up telling you a little bit more about that next week and how that's going to go. But yeah, stay posted and stay frosty. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.